Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello there. It is the 21st of July, a Wednesday afternoon, hump day. Not so for the market. We'll get there in just a sec. This is the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney. How was your day, Scotty? It was great. And the market was a bit of a hump today when we looked at the charts. I've been on the, uh, the close now. I get to go and see how the market looks as it finishes up. And uh, yeah, rolled over a little bit towards the end. But I uh, know seven tenths of percent, nothing to go and, uh, no. and sneeze at. But uh, yeah, not getting the, uh, not a convincing move. I'll put it that way. Well, up by 1.4% at one stage of the game. We saw healthcare, financials and materials, the strongest performers. Hey, yeah, it might not have been the most convincing day, but it is the best day for the local market in two weeks, Scuddy. And I think more so it was that it was that drop on uh, on Tuesday and then followed it up here uh, yesterday, Monday, Tuesday, you know, when you're talking U.S. And, and Australian time that you really had people talking about, is this the pullback we've been waiting for? Yeah, no, it's not. No. <laughs> I was... I was um, I like to think that I can go and, and ramp up through the gears. And, and when it's like something that's really, really concerning, I'll make it known that I think it's concerning. And when I saw what happened at the start of the week, I was kind of like, nah, whatever. Yeah, so, because... We'll see, yeah, there's, there's so much money on the sidelines. You can just see any dip is bought at the moment. And uh, I'm... I'm have a theory that when we come to the reporting season, we know that US earnings almost always be, so that's in the price already. And then when you don't see that immediate reaction, you don't get that upside momentum. It's not surprising you sometimes see this wavering. So I'm not surprised at all to see it happening again. No, and uh, nothing goes in a straight line forever. And to your point, there's a lot of cash on the sidelines. And where else are you going to put your money still? It's not like there's any great alternative out there either. Maybe a couple of NFTs. Uh, okay, let's move on from that, Scuddy. Lovely. Okay, let's take a look at some of the performers today. O Media was up by close to 14%. Not on any official news that hit the market. I was just looking in my email inbox because there was a bit of something that was flagged today. and It was beating up the share price. Yeah. I know that much. So There was some sort of little... I can't find it right now. Should have prepped for that one, shouldn't have I? But actually, that gain, I wasn't on the close, and that gain took me a little bit by surprise there. Did you talk to anybody about it? No, it's... uh, Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It's the, uh, the close. Yeah, right. yeah we, we, were at, we had a full show and we are going full throttle. But uh, no, I know that it got hammered because obviously it's a big reopening play. So with, uh, with half the country in lockdown, it was never going to be great. Yeah, right. It could be a squeeze. It could be some news. It could be M&A because, of course, it seems to be M&A every single day of the week. Well, we will definitely look into that one. Pilbara Minerals also did really well today, up by about 6%. Simic up by 45 by the end of the day. And that was after it released its first half net profit, down 34% after that fee stake sale. But really talking about the strong performance of Australian construction, talking about all of the infrastructure work that is to come down the pipeline. And yeah, the market responded pretty favorably for that one. Gosh, Scotty, I got to say, in this lockdown, now that construction workers and tradies aren't in the city, 
holy cow, tumbleweeds. Like I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. It's um, it's dire. I, I wrote about it in The View last year about uh, the long faces of the people going past and the retailers. I took a photo today. Yes, the business had uh, been closed down for a, a little while, but just reinforced. Like every second shop now seems to have a for lease sign closed down. We are going to ruin CBD economies with these lockdowns. And uh, I'm not, that's me going up to the gears. Um, it's going to be absolutely stuffed. And uh, it's sad to see because such a thriving place and we're just starting to get back to some sort of normalcy and uh, it ain't going to happen now. Yeah, my point to you when I saw that tweet was, you know, imagine the companies or the little businesses, small to medium-sized businesses that held on through the past year, year and a half. And then when this happens, I mean, it's just, it's so painful. I just really hope this doesn't last too long and yeah. I hope that everybody stays healthy out there as well. Yeah, and it's a tough time for policymakers, that's undoubted but at some point, public public politicians and our public servants, they're not going to go and lose their jobs in this stuff, they're going to get paid. The taxpayer's going to pay them. So they need to go and put support measures in place because these people had absolutely no process in this decision making. Uh, they have to go and survive. Now, just to say, like, no, oh, giving them the absolute bare minimum is not enough. Yeah, well, we heard from the Prime Minister today. We'll leave our viewers to, or listeners, I should say, to, uh, to go read all of the politics around it on their own. We're sticking with the markets. And uh, Annette's got a view in the COB newsletter today. You know, she's saying it's all premature. You know, you do have people inevitably saying, well, will the RBA now then dial back on their commitment to taper going forward and she's just saying too soon too soon but i don't want to give it all away you'll have to read the cob newsletter if you're interested in uh, in annette's view i'll just uh some of the the big movers today to the downside altium autodesk confirming that it's walking away but look um i'm walking uh, away well you spoke with ben clark actually and i had a conversation with him a while ago at altium and he was saying look Improved offer from Autodesk, great. But if Altium still has to go it alone, great as well. And that's a, a, a sort of common common sentiment out there in the market right now. Um, you know, we're seeing, uh, you know, Autodesk's approach is just confirmation uh, that it's that the company is on the right track. That's from Sean Partners. Yeah, Ben, uh, ben doesn't think there's going to be any play uh, now for that company for a while. Putting a lot of faith in the board to come up with the... Uh, the goods are uh, $500 million in revenue, so doubling that uh, over the next uh, next five years, uh, 100,000 uh, customers as well. So pretty ambitious uh, you know, goals being set there by our team. We'll see whether the board can deliver. I think it's really interesting to see Domino's Pizza come off today. Um, you know, it's uh, considering we're in lockdowns, they've done just so well through the pandemic, but I just so wonder... Much, there was so much opportunistic buying in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I d- yeah, like the best days are yet to come. And it's uh, the stock's more than doubled in price since the start of the pandemic. So Wait. Macquarie, for one, is raising a bit of a red flag over that one. I'm glad that I live in a good part of Sydney where there's lots of pizza shops. I haven't had pizza in a while. You're making me hungry. It's yeah, that time you of day. can probably tell by your waistline compared to mine. <laughs> We're not going to revisit that old theme, Scotty. Do you know every single morning this week I've said I'm going to get up in the morning and go do something and it's so cold. It's bloody cold, yeah. It's oh, so go, cold. Go, go wick up the, uh, I'm sure. I don't castle know when like I yours. got this wimpy though. A castle, in, you know, you're from Canada. You should, you should be like, <laughs> no, out ready to like have a sunbathe or we something. We live in heated houses there. My <laughs> current house is, uh, it's cold, I tell you. All right, let's get back to what we should be talking about and that is... Well, reporting, well, we could talk about, okay, stock of the day. Let's go there then. Service stream. Service stream, SMM, more M&A, $310 million deal to acquire Lendly Services. 
So Kashi's guest today, Michael Wayne from Medallion and Andrew Page from strawman.com. Let's take a listen. When you look at the history of it, it's had this actually pretty decent history until very recently. And I believe that's due to some loss of some uh, contracts associated with the NBN. And this is this is a reflection of what you need to be aware of with service-oriented businesses. You know, it's great when the, when the contracts are coming in and there's lots of work, but you need to replace them. And when they're lost, you can have the, the rug pulled out from underneath you. So I haven't had time to digest this deal. I hope that it can do something for their earnings because I had a quick squeeze at the forecasts. And prior to today, the analysts on consensus are calling for something like a a seven cent earnings per share figure for 2022. That contrasts with 14 cents for 2020. So that's that's a bit of a hole there that they need to fill. Service Stream has done it now. I think this is probably their second sizable acquisition in the last sort of 12 months or so. They're looking to diversify their earnings stream and reduce their reliance on the MBN. Um, as you you point out rightly, during the roll up, it's all it's all great. They're they're building more and more poles and wires and the maintenance required in doing that keeps increasing. But as these things are built, it just turns to the maintenance side of things, which um, basically puts a handbrake on that revenue growth. I think the revenues last financial year dropped by about 17, 20% or so. So even if you're a business with the most unbelievable margins in the world, that sizable drop in revenue is gonna cause you issues. If you're looking to pick it up, um, I'll be waiting to see how this diversification phase goes uh, before jumping into it. Okay, so that is not going in the portfolio based on a couple of closing comments there, I'd say, from, uh, from Michael Wayne. He's just saying, wait for this diversification strategy to play out before jumping in. Wise words. Wise words. All right. Um, Scuddy, where do we go to now? I think you've gotten used to running this podcast. Absolutely not. You are the unbridled star of this show. I'm just sitting in the background trying to remember my name half the time. No. Okay, so tonight we get US weekly data on mortgage applications. So that's not anything that's really going to rock the boat necessarily. But uh, earnings season has been so instructive so far. Yeah, uh, I think 91% have been in top line. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just... I've said my comments about it uh, numerous times in the past. It's a reflection of how easy uh, estimates are being put through uh, from the uh, the sell side analyst community. Uh, the market's not really reacting to them. So I question the, the uh, what the actual purpose is of it. But uh, that's what's coming at the moment. We know that uh, corporate balance sheets are looking pretty good. Outlook statements is all we really care about now. So um, Outlook yeah. statements, input costs, ability to pass on. Yeah. to consumers. I've said that a million times myself. So Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just going to clockwork. It doesn't really feel like it's any different to any of the other quarterly reporting seasons we've uh, come across. Yeah, right. The inflation stuff is uh, is important. I pointed that out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that's a really key one. Who can go and pass on cost pressures to their other customers without going and sacrificing uh, their customer base? That's going to be a big one. Well, Chipotle for one, it says that quarterly revenue surpassed pre-pandemic levels. Menu price hikes helping to offer set higher wages and they've been so clearly passing that along to their consumers there win-win chipotle mexican i could do mexican tonight yeah yeah Yeah. not a fan uh proper mexican (laughs) uh reporting season u.s earnings season gets me all excited for reporting season here we've got a great interview that you can access via the show notes 
we spoke with uh, Paradise Investment Management's Julia Wang. So she gave us some of the sectors to love, some of the sectors to avoid as we make our way toward reporting season. I had a good chat with Don Hampson from Plato Investment Management about dividends and where he's expecting these to come through, what sectors, what names. That's uh, up online. Was there anything outside the banks and miners? Yeah, a retailer. I'm not going to give it away, though. Good. Got to go listen to it. Okay. Um, I'll tell you off air, though, Scotty. <laughs> also had a bit of a chat about dividend traps as well. And uh, I will give this away. Safe to say there's not too many of them around. He says, all things considered. Okay. So looking pretty good. All right. Well, I think that wraps the day. We haven't got too, too deep, deep into anything, but uh, nice little chat, Scotty. It was. And uh, yeah, everyone who's out there, I uh, know small business owners, particularly around the country, my obvious thoughts are with you. Hopefully uh, everything works out for the better. Yeah. All right. Have a good night. And uh, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow, Scotty. Bye. 